Excuse me, what is going on here? But first we're going to make a little detour. So absurd, so questionable. Yeah, I guess we're just the weirdos. Expect the detour. Yeah, I want to draw attention to myself, mainly because I have self-esteem issues, and it's is not—it's not really because of my the movements that I. Now, is this why we have you have a guy behind you carrying a spotlight directly over you, so you're constantly in the spotlight? Yeah, he uh, he sort of follows me around, sort of like a shadow. And what's his name? He doesn't have a mic, so we can't ask him. Obviously, no, no, you can't. You can't ask him. His name is uh, Tobias. He's giving Evan eyes right now. Is he? Uh, is he, he looking for looking for maybe a, a good looking man in front of a mic? He told me before we got here, and I meant to bring this up to Evan before we got on the air, but I guess it's fine now. He has a crush on Evan. Oh, that's kind of sweet. He said, "What do you think about that, Evan?" He said before we got here, "That little Evan guy, he a cute little boy. Let me get some sugar." Wow, to buy- <laughs> he has a little bit. He sounds a little bit different than I anticipated. What do you think about that, Evan? <laughs> In fact, while we're here, Tobias, go ahead and get on the mic. Go ahead and get the mic. Y'all, you and Evan can have like a little conversation. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get that going. Why not? I'd rather not. But no, okay, okay here we go. we're here. Uh, Tobias, this is Evan. Evan, this is Tobias. I'm glad to. Ha- I'm glad to introduce y'all. Oh, hey, Evan. Uh, hello, uh, Evan. Why are you visibly uncomfortable? I don't know. It's just a weird situation. I've been thrusted upon me, and uh, but thrust- I'm happy to be. I here. ain't thrusted upon you yet. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Evan, don't be rude. Ask ask Tobias a question. Uh, I'm not trying to date him. What's wrong? What's wrong with me? Now, Tobias, I'm give me Tobias. Tobias, hold me back, (laughs) Ellen. Tobias, let 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 Evan warm up. This was sprung Mm, on him. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Scared and confused, Tobias. I'm very happy to hear about your affection, but I am happily married. But I assume it's the eyebrows. That's what do it for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it gets all the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're thick and coarse and uh, bushy. If your eyes are windows into the soul, then the eyebrows are the curtains that cover those windows. That's yes, right. Are, that's yeah. right. They yeah. are the. That's unfortunate. I'm sorry that this doesn't work out for you. You can pick up the spotlight for Alan again and keep continuing doing your job. Thank you, uh, Tobias. You've you've been you've been very very helpful. You've done today. more than enough. Um. <laughs> Evan's over here sweating. <laughs> just, you just boosted Evan's confidence and made him. And Tobias, if I can get a little of that spotlight too, it's, it's, uh, Evan it feels nice. You to want be to be in the spotlight too? I, it feels nice to be in it. Mm-hmm. So, so you and Alan, the spotlight's not very big. So you and Alan are very close, basically because in the mm-hmm. same territory. We want to share the yeah. same spotlight. Yeah, well, he sits in my lap most episodes, so it. it um, that, it's that, really that's convenient. true. That's true. That makes sense. We only have two mics here in studio, so <laughs> we have two mics. We gotta, we gotta make it work. You two are sitting around one mic, and doo up, gang. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for being here, Tobias. Thank um, you for shedding a light on the situation. Thank you for shedding yeah, light yeah, on the situation. Definitely. Welcome to Questionable Detour, Tobias, but also welcome to Questionable Detour for people that are listening. Let's do hypotheticals. Dave, can I pose a somewhat abstract, purely hypothetical question? I guess I, I want to apologize for asking a hypothetical question. Well, that's a hypothetical question. Okay, so in today's world, you have the option of getting onto an app and ordering a car service to take you around. So a famous one is Uber, a famous one is Lyft. And I just, I want to know, and maybe we'll tell the people, how do y'all normally handle that, those situations? Because they can be awkward. You're getting to a car with a stranger. Um, you're paying them to take you there. You're, you're totally at their will. So how do y'all handle riding in an Uber? The biggest thing 
for me in basically any social situation is I hate to, especially with the service industry, I hate to make or inconvenience anyone and make them do anything out of their way. So I just, I feel bad because someone's doing something for me and I may or may not be paying them. But to take that weight off of my shoulders and, you know. And you do everything for yourself. Yeah. Well, mainly for me. Um, Who else would I do it for? You know, who else matters in this world? It's only me. (laughs) I try to give back to the Uber driver, um, try to make sure he's not inconvenienced or as inconvenienced as little as possible. So first thing I do is, you know, I confirm that the Uber's for me. You know, they roll down the window. Evan, I'm like, hey, Paul. Is their name actually Paul? Yeah. Well, whatever it is, you know. And I walk over to the driver's side and open their door, yank them out of the car, (laughs) um, mildly abuse them, maybe get them in a little daze, throw them in the back of the car. Now, do you mean the trunk or the the back of the car? Yeah, the back seat. And I drive them pretty much everywhere to my destination, and then I let them out, and then I drive their car and Uber for them the rest of the night, uh, go pick up random people, drop them off, obviously, and um, just basically perform the uber service for them and they get all the money that's excellent you don't have the uber app so are you just picking up random people on the side of the road and just kind of basically kidnapping if anyone comes up to me rolls down their window and says any name i just say yes yeah kidnap them (laughs) okay because you don't know where they're going you don't have any way of knowing who has ordered an uber well it It doesn't even matter that they're an uber driver they could be a family you know, family of four, and you'll you'll do the same thing to them. Yeah, if they if they say any name outside of their window, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Like you're collecting people. Like yeah, it sounds driver. like you're collecting it, people. Is all? Are you <laughs> dropping all these people off at one location? <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. Whoever I pick up does make it to their destination, even if they didn't know that was their destination. <laughs> to begin you're almost like a, a spiritual leader. Yeah. You you take them on a journey they weren't ready for. Yeah. So when you pick these people up and they're in, you 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 throw them in the back of the car what's the normal interaction like how does that go they're like what are you doing i'm like i'm saving you Hmm. um as the spiritual leader i am oh so you've taken on the whole like gandhi persona then yes well they need to know what they're in for you're wearing lots of beads and maybe have some crystals in your pocket Mm -hmm. there's full white robe you've like colored your skin too and purple. Kind of offensive, it's, but because it's purple, it's, it's maybe purple. fine? I think it's okay. I, okay. I, I, there's not a race okay. that's purple, but also weird that you think that is a natural color that people's mm-hmm. skin take. If you were to sit next to maybe some sort of crystal that was a shade of pink, um, and you light was shown through the crystal for long enough in a pink And now, shade, when we I'm say sure crystal, we mean a woman with a muffin top that mm-hmm. smokes a lot. Yeah, yeah, she wears. We don't a lot mean of... the rock. We mean Crystal as the woman. Mm-hmm. Somebody Pink who's going to get mad at the Walmart checkout lady. Going <laughs> to no. pitch a fit because they wouldn't take her coupons. Yeah. That wears flip flops no matter the time of year. Mm, no, no. Ha- probably has a Hello Kitty tattoo somewhere on her. Uh-huh. That Crystal. And you just kind of, you. she's with you at all times? Well, yeah, I like to position her between me and the sun just to, <laughs> so I can always <laughs> be in shade. Now, as the, the does the Uber driver have their son with them, or do you mean the sun in the sky, or do you mean one of the three holy parts of the Holy Trinity? What I'm Which thinking, son are you talking about? I'm I'm picturing a, a weird <laughs> seating arrangement where it's the driver, the son, Crystal, and Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the son? 
I, that's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to say. Who's the son? There's multiple meanings to this. Who's the son here, Evan? I think that's up for your own interpretation. I'm gonna where assume I start and where my spiritual essence ends. There is no bound. No one knows where that is. The sun could be the one in the sky. Sure. So you just kind of hold Crystal up as a weird white trash umbrella. It's more of like I am on all fours most of the time. <laughs> Trying to stay in her shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, she casts a wide shadow, like a at least. Spider in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find a shadow. She casts a wide shadow. But she's it's a big, not she's very a hefty tall. broad. Yeah, she's stout. She's squatty. <laughs> to bring up is uh is crystal's day job uh following you around or she got something else going on no she's a she's a follower you've okay. kind of you've kind of started your own little following here yeah yeah i bet it's annoying i, I, brag, I bet she mouth breeds so i bet it's it's mm-hmm. annoying to have yeah. her follow you yeah. around but it, it again it, it keeps me warm um in the winter it <laughs> you don't refer to her <laughs> as breath. a person the breath oh the oh. breath <laughs> So Crystal, Crystal just breathes on you when it gets too cold. Yeah, if I get cold, she just stands over me and kind of breathes for a I little bet, bit. I bet her breath smells like Funyuns. <laughs> Funyuns and cigarettes. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little Miller Lite mixed in there. So go back to the son thing. He's trying to make it all spiritual, Alan, but I know... He finds Uber drivers with their child and work with them, and yeah. he literally kidnaps them and separates them from the child mm-hmm. with Crystal and himself. Yeah, I mean, their son is usually in the passenger seat, as they would be. They wouldn't just sit in the back with a passenger. total, total passenger. stranger. Yeah, you know? total yeah. stranger, yeah. That is kind of how, once I assault the father, um, put them in the back seat. Yeah. So you assault the father, you separate the son. Is there a ghost involved? <laughs> <laughs> And then there's always just the spirit that looms over me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So so you assault the father, uh-huh. you separate the son, and the spirit looms. Yeah. Yeah. It's always there. It's always, you know, kind of in the back of your mind, and you're like, is this guy going to make it to wherever he needs to go? <laughs> and then the spirit leads me to wherever this guy does need to go, which was my original destination. Most likely to just a gas station where Probably. Crystal can get I a I always six-pack. put a Wendy's in. Um <laughs> You're, but you're a Baconator guy. I know yeah. that about you. It's not me. It's Crystal. She loves her uh, son of the Baconators. Um, <laughs> Let me that, tell she you. She thinks the Baconators a little too much. The more, the more I hear about this, the more I think Crystal's in charge <laughs> and Evan works for her. <laughs> it does, he says he's on all fours getting in her shadow, but it sounds like he's bowing down to her. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's a great, great gal. Great gal. Evan, mm-hmm. are you following around a white trash woman? I got to make a buck somehow. <laughs> been a long year um in and out of a lot of jobs finally found one that fits but somebody with your lack of self-esteem really really fits into this kind of job yeah Yeah, i'm someone that just needs to be told what to do um because otherwise i'm lost give us one thing that crystal usually tells you to do evan go get me some smoke (laughs) go grab mama a beer (laughs) evan does my belly button piercing look infected will you rub him hands over my bunion Are your belly creatures sweaty too, or is that just me? <laughs> well, isn't she just it's carrying a... on the family business of stealing catalytic converters? <laughs> oh. Isn't yeah. that why she's taking all these cars? Yeah, I can't makes say sense. definitively for legal reasons, mm-hmm. but the cars are a little bit louder yeah, once we're done yeah, with sure. them. I'll they have that. one less mechanism on yeah, their motor. Yeah. 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 But yeah, she's she's just 
trying to find her place in this world. And I mean, aren't we all? Who are we to say that Crystal, there's something wrong with her? There's not. What is normal, you know? What is normal? Yeah. And if you steal Uber driver's vehicles for their catalytic converter and you end up at a junkyard selling those catalytic converters, maybe that's just where you belong. Yeah. And if that's what you want to do, then Mrs. Meth, go for it. It's not methed up at all. <laughs> Crystal Meth can do whatever she wants. <laughs> that's right. Her last name is Meth? She's Mrs. Meth, yes. Okay, Mrs. Meth. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe bring Crystal in. Old Crystal Meth in. I would love to know how to get a catalytic converter off a vehicle. That She sounds like an impressive woman. I bet you she can do it in record time. She's she's good. She's, yeah. she's got her power tools down. She sounds like a handsome woman. Yeah. She's she got a firm grip. <laughs> Not on reality, but... that That's interesting. I'm glad you found a partner to uh, run around with. Yeah. It keeps me busy. Keeps you busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're never bored. Never. All right, Alan. You order an Uber. What do you, uh, what do you do? Yeah. So when I order an Uber, I immediately start getting really nervous. I'm nervous about what I'm going to talk to this guy about. I'm nervous about how the drive's going to be. Am I going to be uncomfortable? You know, we're going to, are we going to hit too many red lights? So when I get in there, I immediately just start chain smoking. <laughs> And I smoke about half a cigarette, then I just burn it into the seat. <laughs> and that helps you become less nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half of the cigarette, you know, helps helps me to calm my nerves down. The other half of burning it into the back seat of the car, that's just that's just for fun. You know, yeah. like just helps me pass the time while we're while we're driving down the and, road. And when I've been when you when you meet new people mm-hmm. and you you quote that as one of your hobbies. Yeah, yeah, just burning burning seats, <laughs> burning cigarettes mm-hmm. into things. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes if I if I'm out of cigarettes, I'll just I'll just start burning the back seat just with whatever I can find, like a flint starter, fire starter. You know, <laughs> you just have like a campfire starter, just yeah, handy. Yeah, I just you know, what if it gets cold back there? Is kind of what I'm thinking. You know, what if what if I don't agree with this Uber driver's uh, heat to air ratio? You know, like yeah. I'll, and, I'll start my own fire. And listen, let's be real. There's nothing better than smelling like a campfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is it a slight towards the driver? Like maybe you don't agree with his political statement, or um, he doesn't have enough sense in his car. Yeah. What I do if I'll really lay into him, just just really start burning that back seat. If I the Uber driver pulls up and I see that they've got a whole bunch of bumper stickers mm. on their on their back glass. I know exactly what they're about. That's one cigarette per bumper sticker. That's one cigarette <laughs> yeah, per bumper sticker. You don't even look at the bumper stickers. No, I don't you even just, care. I don't, I don't care what they If they have are. a lot of them. You that, estimate. Yeah. That, that means that they've got too much disposable income they're going to spend <laughs> on these bumper stickers. And I don't like that. If you got the disposable <laughs> income... You should be cleaning up burns. Why, well, why are you driving for Uber? So is it kind of like an interview situation? You're sitting in the back. You ask them a politically charged question mm-hmm. like who did you vote for this lax election yeah they yeah. tell you and you smoke a cigarette and just burn it into the the seat they say like something like whoever's in the green party and i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> do not care about that and it's just kind of one question after the other uh-huh. yeah yeah and i just i i get get really personal like what's your relationship with your mom like now what answer do they give that causes you to burn the hole in the seat if they start disrespecting their mom who is a nice lady oh you know their mom i do my research i know i know everybody's mom before i get in a car with them yeah i don't think i would ever get in a car without knowing someone's mom i think it's i think it's just it's just smart they say stranger danger you know you don't want to get in a car with somebody that is a complete stranger you want to know their roots exactly yeah you want to know that they come from good or bad stock yeah so if they start talking about how much they hate their mom I'm going to start burning that back seat with more cigarettes. Because you've had multiple dinners with their mom at this point. You, you know them yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, uh, we've, we've 
gone out to eat, taken in a movie, bought office supplies at Office Max together. And you did all that in between the time it took you to call up the Uber and him arrive. Yeah, we, we make good time. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like it. But yeah, and they start talking bad about their mom, and I'm like, son, I'm about four steps away from being your stepdad. Oh, oh, <laughs> like, you're going to drop it on them. Don't you ever talk bad about your mother like that. That usually shuts them up on the mom front. Uh, you, <laughs> it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to come back from that. But you know, there's always a they they start start getting a little attitude. I don't burn the back seat. I just burn their shoulder. <laughs> You just stick it on any exposed yeah, skin. Yeah, any any exposed skin. That usually shuts them up. Now, what happens if you go so hard at the burning that it actually catches the back seat on fire? Um, and you're still in the car. What what happens then? Oh, I'm committed. You're going down with the ship. I'm I'm going down with the ship. Yeah. Wow. I brought. Is my... that because they drove the car into the river? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if if the car is just engulfed in flames, I immediately reach in the front seat, grab the wheel, and find the nearest body of water. <laughs> Whether that be an above-ground pool in someone's backyard or the local pond on a golf course, I'm immediately finding that water. Yeah. So you turn the car into a ship, so mm-hmm. you can yeah. not yeah. just metaphorically go down with the ship. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't think like that. I don't take things very literally. When I yeah. say I'm going to go down with the ship, I drive that car into a body of water, <laughs> pretend to raise a sail. Um, <laughs> Tell somebody to man the rudder. Yeah, they're looking at you confused. They're like, there's no, no rudder on this. They're like, this is a Prius. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm obviously not, I'm not getting Uber XL, you know, I, gas guzzler. You're what one a, man. Yeah. 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 You got your little accordion up there on the plane, the your bow. sea shanty. Yeah. 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 That's, I always like to bring an accordion when I go into Ubers. I feel like that uh, shows the driver kind of everything they need to know about you. And plus, it kind of gives a good emphasis, a surprised emphasis. Maybe you're playing in the back seat and they answer one of your questions and you can just all of a sudden (laughs) stop with that very... that You know, you've you've heard that accordion Mm -hmm. when somebody just stops and you start burning. It's good to have that accordion there. Yeah. Now, how many cigarettes do you normally go through on an Uber ride? I come in there with a couple cartons. I just... I mean, I don't... A couple cartons. Yeah. I I think there's 12 in each carton, like 12 packs in each carton. Oh, wow. See, I'm not aware of how much is in a carton. It's just going through them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like like an old uh, stove, you know? Like, I'm just (laughs) smoking. (laughs) You go through... How many cartons do you say? Three. Three cartons. Mm-hmm. I think there's 12 in each carton. How many cigarettes yeah. are in each pack? I'm trying to do the math here. 10. So there's 10 packs, 20 cigarettes in each. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm only smoking half of them and then using the other half to burn Okay, the so we're saying... So just take that number and cut it in half. So we're saying you smoke three packs. Mm-hmm. That's 30 cartons of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. That means there's 30 times 20, which is... This is every time I ride in an Uber, too. So I'm, I'm going to die... <laughs> I mean, probably tonight. You're so there's, you go through 600, 300, because you're smoking mm-hmm. half. Yeah. So you go through through 300 cigarettes mm-hmm. during an Uber ride? Yeah, yeah. Now, that's a that's Horrible. a standard. So it doesn't matter if the Uber ride is 20 minutes or five minutes. Yeah, if it's if it's a shorter ride, I've got to I've got to start puffing. You know, there's <laughs> multiple, there's, there's no way there's no way around time. it. I've got just a full full line of cigs in my mouth. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You can't ask him questions because you're coughing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Turn them all into one big cigarette, like mm-hmm. a cigar, you know, like kind of tape them together yeah, in a circle. Yeah, bundle them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that would I don't be, feel like, be a good I feel idea. like taping them wouldn't be, a good, wouldn't be a good idea, though, because that would just take up time. And you got to be efficient if you're trying to go through 600 cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be... I mean, how many cigarettes do you think you could fit in your mouth? 
Legitimate question. I don't know. 13? 13 cigarettes. Let's round. Let's do. It seems small. Let's do 10. Okay. Because that just makes it easier math. Okay. So if you could fit 10 cigarettes in mm-hmm. your, you have 600 cigarettes to go through. That means you need to get <laughs> 60 rounds <laughs> well, cut it of now. cigarettes. 30. It, 30. He's burning the other half. That okay, that is yeah, true. Yeah. So and then I find this I find this very interesting. Like the the thought process of how many cigarettes can you go through? I mean, not enough probably. Like, I don't I, I don't I don't know. Like you would have to like you would have to put the ten cigarettes in your mouth and just inhale all at once. Like you would have to be one inhale to get it all down. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's kinda of what I do. Okay. I that, believe in your lung strength. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Not for not for much longer. Not for though. long. There's a there's <laughs> yeah. a shelf life on these yeah. these bad boys. <laughs> Those old air pumps. Are you banned from Uber yet? Not yet. No. Um. But when I do, I will switch over to Lyft. Okay. Okay. And then just the the dirty taxis. <laughs> I'll get into those. I will not have been the first person <laughs> yeah. to burn the back of a taxi seat. You'll probably meet somebody in there already doing it. <laughs> There's worse things happening in the back of a taxi, I'm sure. <laughs> the, uh, the taxi driver is probably like, you only smoke 600 cigarettes yeah, per drive? Yeah, come on. Looks Gotta like, get yeah. those numbers up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so how I Uber. Call an Uber. They show up. I get in, you know, give them the pleasantries. I immediately start dressing terrible wounds that I've gathered. Mm. I, I'm bleeding all over the place. I've been shot. I've been stabbed. I'm trying to wrap up these wounds with gauze. It looks like a frantic scene from a Civil War movie. You know, I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> biting down on a piece of wood. I've taken out a hacksaw. Mm. And I, I, have to, I start amputating my leg. I start dressing every wound I have on my body. And it's like a, a Civil War scene because uh, your Confederate fellow soldier is there sitting beside you saying, we're going to get him this time. Yeah, right? the, he, he often says the South will rise again. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't necessarily subscribe to this mm-hmm. notion. Yeah. I just have him around for my moral support. He's mm-hmm. great at moral support mm-hmm. as I stitch up a gash in my chest. Sure, he sure, always yeah. knows what to say. Mm-hmm. When he always done. knows what to say. Like... <laughs> What are some of the things that he says, though? He often says, we need to stay loyal to old Dixie. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm screaming in pain. Mm-hmm. Tears are going down my eyes. Not only because that is a beautiful saying. Sure, yeah. <laughs> streaming. Tears but also streaming. because also because I have a three-inch blade coming out of the left mm-hmm. side of my yeah. thigh. Yeah, and like Alan, you also start a small fire in the back to heat up your your blade to cauterize it yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely it helps it really helps with blood loss because i don't know if you'll know you need your blood yeah i have heard that and once you have been slashed maybe in the femoral Mm. artery down your leg you lose a lot of it i have old stan that's his name stan Mm. yeah and maybe he'll get out and give me a bucket of blood to maybe start replenishing my blood supply that now has been lost all over the floor of the uber driver car and he just gets that from a halloween supply store yeah, it's not real blood. And it literally just says bucket O blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a weird Irish St. Paddy's Day okay. Okay. party party prop. As you can see, I'm very pale. I have bags mm-hmm. under my eyes because I'm running very low on actual blood. Yeah, it's mainly just water with it, it, red food color. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're flowing through your veins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The Uber driver's usually not too happy about that, I've noticed. It's so weird. Kind of the blood and the fires and the miscellaneous tools that I use to stitch up my wounds because you've got a full you've got the full cot set up in the back seat i do have the full cot set up in the back seat i have my my wife of 37 years back there crying Mm -hmm. 
because she's like, how am I going to raise our 12 boys mm-hmm. on yeah. the farm? She's, she's, she's a woman. She doesn't understand how to do all that. She knows how to have kids and make some unleavened bread. <laughs> and you've got the white bandages and gauze mm-hmm. wrapped yeah, around I got her the, head, I, yeah, obviously. Yeah, and maybe I have one of my 12 boys is a little, he's lame. Yeah. But let's, that, let's go back to the farm real quick. You've yeah. got 12 boys. Did you not teach your kids how to run the farm before you, no, before they just you kinda, left for war? <laughs> they just kind of play phone games. <laughs> Temple Fortnite, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Angry Birds. <laughs> it's very hard to get them off of that. I mean, I realize we're trying to go, mm-hmm. kind of going with the whole Civil War soldier uh-huh. gimmick right now, yeah. but you know, you can only go. It's the, still the 21st century. Yeah. I can yeah. live in reality. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know, one kid won't stop doing the Fortnite dance, and mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> your their dad's over here dying in the yeah. back seat of an Uber, and he's over here he's look at my dance. Yeah. yeah, I'm like I'm trying to grab him. Take care of your brothers and sisters. He's just doing the gritty across the street. He's like, oh, you're dying? No cap, no cap. For real, for real. (laughs) I have one son that's a lot like Tiny Tim. Mm -hmm. He has one of those crudely made crutches that he walks around on and you know, he's full of spirit and he's full of joy, but mm-hmm. no, he's not going to last much longer. No, no, no. In fact, no, he no. Might, might die before me and I'm losing blood profusely. <laughs> yeah. And you won't get him a better crutch either. Like, why is No, that? I build character, you know? Okay, oh. okay. In fact, the crutch on top, you know, where it supports under your armpit is all sandpaper. Gotta oh. say the crutch is a crutch. The crutch is mm-hmm. a crutch. And he's you know, using I, it as a crutch. I don't want him to use the crutch as a crutch. You well, know? it's like Evan always says. I mean, if they don't stop using that crutch, they're never going to learn to walk. Yeah. So oh, you gosh. just you just always, you kick that crutch out from under him, right, Evan? And yeah. you will just, you come give you a seminar to my family? It's a lot of people, so it, it will seem much like a seminar. Yeah, and I think the big problem with your family is they make you strong. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, let's get personal here. <laughs> Golly! I think your family has issues. I got to say, but... What are you, a family counselor? Hold on, let me finish. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'll keep talking. Okay. Um, <laughs> the problem with your family is they are strong emotionally, very poor physically, very poor. They mm. are... Do you mean weak? Yeah, like weak, like, but they're basically homeless people. They're like the homeless people of the physicality. Yeah, we don't shop at normal stores. We hunt and gather for our food. And let me tell you, they're about as good as hunter and gatherers as they are farmers. Um, very Malnourished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and most of them, like we talked about Tiny Tim here, are using some form of physical device to, to help them live their life. One of your kids basically lives... In an iron lung. And that's very inconvenient because mm-hmm. he yeah. wants to play on a playground yeah. and it's very hard to push that yeah. thing down a slide. Yeah. Let me tell you, he's falling out of that thing. You got to squish him back in. Mm-hmm. Ugh. That's really inconvenient for you and I hate that. Yeah. I, I'm, you, y'all never asked me how I got these wounds. I'm trying to get out of this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to leave, all right? I, these wounds are self-inflicted. Because that iron lung's loud, too. It's it's impossible to sleep. After that child inevitably dies, Alan, you're welcome to use that iron lung because 600 cigarettes per (laughs) Uber ride, you're going to end up in that thing. Can I ask you, though, have you ever tried to just give these kids away? It seems like they're a big problem for you. Yeah, so what I do, you you ever been in the front of a Walmart or just kind of any kind of super center Uh and you'll see these pins that has puppies up for adoption? Mm -hmm. I do the same thing. I... Set up a pen in the parking lot mm-hmm. in the shade. I'm not a. I'm not cruel. I'm an mm-hmm. animal. And I put out a little 
Germex thing right in front of the pen. So you use and you come in and play with them. Maybe mm-hmm. if you want to adopt one, you go ahead and take one. Yeah. You gotta take a child. Yeah. It's, yeah. I bet it's tough to get rid of the one with the iron lung. I feel like he's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be the toughest he, sell. He, people do tend to stay away from him. if I'm looking for a for a kid to buy <laughs> or or adopt. I want one not with a not with a crutch or with the iron lung. I want one with like an augmented leg. So like maybe he lost his leg and he's replaced it with something cool like a I don't know like a shovel or something. Like oh. do you have do you have a kid like that? Um, not yet, but I do. Like I said, I do have a hacksaw, so mm. we can make that happen. Kids are made <laughs> to order. That's right. <laughs> Somebody comes up to you and they're like, hey, I'll take a number three with fries. And you're like, All right, I, I think I can make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Bring out the salt. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. All of our questions get away from the Uber. <laughs> the question is how I, we handle I forgot Uber. that there was an Uber I, yeah, involved. Yeah, it, it just, it's a springboard onto really yeah. what else is going in our life. Yeah. There's a lot of issues we, we're dealing with. <laughs> yeah. um, and the Uber, Uber just really brings them out of us. Yeah. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Uber is just the beginning. This program is brought to you by Uber. Also, yeah, let's go yeah, to the uh, Uber. I mean, Uber, send us a send us a check. Send it. We're giving you a lot of free shout outs. A lot this of episode. free shout outs. I mean, what other company, car company, will let you burn holes in their mm-hmm. seats? Yeah, yeah. Chop off your own leg mm-hmm. and and maybe bring in a, a white trash lady to live in your their car. I think I'm not really sure what Evan's situation Kidnap. was. I'm not going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> It was all over the place there for a bit. You kidnapped the person and then you lived in the car, I think. There's a woman named Crystal. I don't... I I don't know. (laughs) I honestly don't know anymore. Okay, well, it was something along those lines. Also, Uber? I barely know her. Yeah, yeah, you have to get it out. It was was on the table. Yeah, it was... Really, we're 30 minutes in. It shouldn't have been taken that long to get to that point. (laughs) We'll do better next time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But there you go. That's how we Uber. I hope... Other people have just as interesting. If you if you have an interesting story with your Uber, tell us. You know, yeah. or if you're an Uber driver and you're listening, let us know what your weirdest story is. That would be cool. I would love to hear some. I bet there's some weird stories out there. Or, and with all the Saturday workers we got out here, we know those Uber Uber drivers are clocking in on Saturdays. <laughs> they're out there. But there you go. That's that's the hypothetical for today. Now I don't I don't know if y'all are seeing the questionable tour landline ringing right now but i think we have it the npr has a story to tell us and i'm listen let's don't underestimate our appreciation for what the npr guys do mm-hmm. yeah they're they're like they're sort of like the first line of defense yeah. i think they're boots on the ground mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> if knowledge is power mm-hmm. by god by god we are powerful mm-hmm. because of those guys yeah. we're like a nuclear reactor oh my gosh we, a nuclear i would totally take out hiroshima right now <laughs> <laughs> But uh, all right, let's let's uh, give it over to the QD NPR guys. All right, welcome to QD NPR. I am Zacchaeus. I am joined here with Evanescence and Alejandro. Today we will be speaking on the very touchy and very tragic topic of the loss of the water cooler within society. Alejandro, you are at the forefront of this issue. You have seen firsthand what goes on in these establishments that have lost the water cooler. What impact do they have on the average white American male? Thank you, Zacchaeus. I have just come from a local business park and let me tell you what I've seen is horrifying. There are white men wandering aimlessly around an office because they have no water cooler to gather in. They're trying to find something to fill that void. They're walking up to copiers 
fax machines. They have no idea what they're doing. They have lost the will to work because they have no idea what to do with their break time. That is tragic and scary, Alnandro. Now I'm with Evanescence over here, a local white man. Evanescence, what do you see as the white man? What do you see is the biggest impact to the average white male? Thank you, Zacchaeus. Um, the white male today, without the water cooler, there's just nowhere for them to go. So they, they have nowhere to get out all the feelings and thoughts and things they did this weekend that they need to tell someone else and uh, maybe get their opinion on a local sports team. Where are they doing that now if there's no water cooler? Teams, meetings, email. It's all being pushed somewhere else. And the feelings are building up. There's only one place that can lead. Their loins. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> this is causing the average middle-aged white male to actually have to have conversation with each other. They're no longer able to hide behind the fortification that is small talk. They're, they're having to accept their vulnerabilities and show it to other men. And I think it's important to talk about what this has done for water cooler companies. They have had to shut down the bottling of their water. Co- companies have gone completely bankrupt. Fires have been started because there's been no water. They can't put out these fires. Fires are raging in the streets. Someone get water to us. They can't find the water coolers. Help this, us. <laughs> you're seeing an increase in the stress levels of these middle-aged white men as they as they aimlessly walk around their cubicles. Their faces bloodshot red as stress levels are increasing. Hearts are beginning to explode from the stress levels. Veins popping out of foreheads. I don't think the white American male will last much longer. I think they are nearing the end of their days. Numbers are dwindling, and the white male is dropping like flies. There's nowhere for them to go, nowhere for them to hide, nowhere for them to get release. And the there has been local groups that have risen up, such as the group Fight for What's White. That is... <laughs> That is, that is on the forefront fighting for water coolers to be reestablished in places of business. So men in khakis and polo shirts have places to talk about their lawns and their fishing trip. And the, the less problematic group, uh, <laughs> what's cooler than a water cooler, has also been leading the charge in getting water coolers implemented back in an office building. <laughs> there is also the group Bottled Up Emotions that is fighting to make sure emotions stay bottled up and that water coolers are in place to have small talk again. The scientists have also been tinkering with the theory that the water cooler was replaced by the Yeti cooler. They think that white men may have taken their conversations outdoors for a more casual feel outside of the workplace. We see an increase in sales in portable cups such as Yeti, and we have groups such as Don't Be Petty, Don't Buy a Yeti rising up, trying to make sure nobody buys portable cups anymore so water coolers stay prevalent. But now it's a big question mark. What will men talk about if they don't have a place to gather? Will we know about their lawns? Will we know about their fishing trips? Will we know about the silly things their wife did this past weekend? I think we'll be forced as white men to confront a series of other problems, such as what hurts the most emotionally. Why can't we get along with our son? Is it because we had a poor relationship with our father? Oh, that is a... That is a scary thought, Alejandro, that these men are going to have to think about that now that they can't hide behind small talk. If there is no small talk, there is big thought. 
and we cannot have that as adult men. I think at the end of the day, we can all say we're afraid of daddy issues. <laughs> it's amazing what water coolers in the in the workplace shielded us from. But that seems to be it for Cutie and PR. If you would like to join any of these groups we have talked about, please go to our website, h2ono.com. <laughs> Thank you for joining us at QDNPR. Please join us next time for what is on the forefront of this world. For Alejandro and Evanescence, I am Zacchaeus. Thank you. That was our boys over there at the at the sister station QDNPR. Um, we are, I guess, we're just really thankful for them. They do all the legwork so that we can just have fun over here on our end. So we're uh, we're definitely thankful for them. And don't get us wrong, we have a water cooler in here in the studio with us. We yeah, yeah. we understand the epidemic that's happening out it's there. A problem. We're not ignorant of of what's happening. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good. Um, but speaking of what's happening, I I don't want people to underestimate the burden of knowledge and the burden of wisdom that we have and the burden of responsibility that we have to help people in their at their lowest points and i mean y'all can speak to that i mean do y'all feel when y'all wake up every morning y'all do y'all feel burdened by the fact that you are smarter than everybody else it's tough when you have to fix everybody's problems yeah when everybody else is i don't know for lack of a better word an idiot (laughs) and You can't live your life because you're too busy fixing everybody else's. Gosh, I, I I can't stand the weird looks that we get from just being, I don't know, more intellectual. Um, Enlightened, I yeah. would say. Yeah. But we share the burden with each other. Mm-hmm. Like a pachyderm, we continue on with the immense weight on our shoulders. And that's what we're about to do. We're about to give some people that have written in some advice. How can I help? What can I do? I want to do a nice thing for you. I need help. All right. So our first email in is from Sam. He titles it, How Do I Find My Voice? I'm a 33-year-old man who is having trouble finding his voice, mainly at work. And by that, I mean speaking up. For example, when I don't agree with something. If a coworker annoys me, I feel like I'm under so much stress and I don't know how to easily resolve it. Problem is, I am not sure I know how to do it. Matter of fact, I don't know if I can. My instant thought process when I get mad with someone or want to confront them is to speak up, say something, how will they confront me? That's what I don't want, confrontation. That word terrifies me for whatever reason. Any advice on how I can man up, in a sense? How can I stop being walked over and taken advantage of. How can I finally find my voice? So he couldn't ask a better group of men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, I, uh, the amount of chest hair in this room is ridiculous. Just stocky, broad <laughs> men, barrel chested. Evan's over there cutting wood right now in a flannel. God, look at him. He's glistening. The sweat. Yeah. Sweat and sawdust just cakes this man. Sa- yeah. If there's sawdust, that's how good he is at chopping wood. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally sawdust is coming off yeah. of that of, of that axe. It's a swift one swift movement. Guys, I mean y'all y'all heard that email from Sam. How can Sam find his voice? How can he stop being walked over? Sam, I feel for you, man. I think we've all probably been in this situation. I know I have. The way that I got out of it, just start carrying a gun. <laughs> Holster that forty four Magnum. Just walk into your boss's office hand on your hand in your holster on on your gun then you ask him a question i almost guarantee you're <laughs> going to get the answer that you want nobody says 
no to a loaded gun. And if he doesn't give you the answer you want, you just count down from three and then yell draw. <laughs> Meet his eyes and say, say when. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I think some of the, 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 I think the epitome of masculinity is John Wayne and Clint Eastwood. They got their way because they were always ready to shoot somebody. And I feel like if you walk in with a gun, you get whatever you want. Why, why do you need a voice when you can let a gun do the talking, you know? That's right. That's right. I think what a lot of men in America are missing these days is not acting like it's America in the 1880s. There aren't as many tumbleweeds these days. Not as much dust flying through the air. I'd like to see more covered wagons I think maybe a little bit more dysentery (laughs) (laughs) nothing will prevent you from getting walked over when you put your hand on that six shooter Mm -hmm. and you say high noon that's right and you walk out people will do whatever you want I You'll get anything you want for free. You carry around a gun, Sam. And you don't. You, you don't have to draw it either. the The implication that your hands on the <laughs> on that gun says enough. But, but then again, you also can draw your gun. Um, you can get a piece of paper, put uh, it on his yeah. desk, um, trace an outline of the gun onto the piece of paper, and whoever can draw it the best, uh, kind of wins the argument. So you, <laughs> you want him to do a drawing <laughs> contest? Yeah, you're drawing the gun. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And also, if you're in a meeting, point with your gun. (laughs) Use it as a not-so-laser laser. laser Have a little laser on it. Use it as a laser point. Use it as for PowerPoint. Things can be two things. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong if people are getting rowdy and not listening to you in a group. Just shoot it into the ceiling. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It will get their attention. You will have command of the room. If they don't give you the company before long, <laughs> I'll be surprised. Yeah, I think that's good. That's a good. That's good advice, Alan. Carry a gun. Uh, my advice to you, Sam, is carry around a megaphone. You sound like a, a beta male, somebody that's willing to get walked over, that has the voice of a mouse. So here's how what you do. You get a megaphone. You walk around with that thing. I don't care if the person you're talking to is two feet from you. You stick that megaphone in your, their face. You press that button. You let rip whatever you need to say. They won't have trouble hearing you then. And if you do that, I mean, you could eventually just have everyone's voice. Because you'll be the only one that can speak oh, in a room. that's a good point. That's you know? a good point. And you'll have everyone's mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. There, there's nothing that makes you feel more superior than quieting everybody else. Being the only voice there is. Mm. Turn it all the way up. Even if it's in the bathroom with your coworkers, walk in there, turn that speaker up, let it rip. They will have no choice but to hear you then. And by let it rip, you mean sometimes fart into that (laughs) megaphone. (laughs) Let it rip. Right? It's a great attention grabber. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you people are talking and not paying attention to you, let it rip. Fart right in the microphone. They'll turn around. They'll notice you. You'll have a very cool reputation Mm -hmm. around the water cooler that I'm sure is there. (laughs) I feel like, too, you could be like a a church camp counselor. Alan can't be a church camp counselor. Well, he can't go to church. Legally. Yeah, he can't go to church. For certain reasons, yes. Yes, (laughs) I'm. I'm unable to quote unquote be a camp counselor. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, they got the microphone and they're holding the two, and you got to be like, "Hey, you over there! You got to come over here, everybody! Single file, single file!" And you kind of gather the yeah. whole office um, under your command at that. Point. Blue team, we're headed down to the lake yeah. to go canoeing. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a whoop whoop? <laughs> you'll un- you'll unearth some subliminal obedience from your coworkers because everybody's been to a summer camp where the camp counselor was the absolute authority. I would almost be willing to guarantee that they'll all go into a childlike state 
like the same way that they were when they were in the fourth grade. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll just you'll, you'll just transport them back to camp. You'll be their you'll be their leader in no time. Walk over to Tom in accounting. Give him a give him a dodgeball. See who he yeah, hits with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dodgeball and a quick kiss on the lips. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You went to very different camp, you were very different camps than us. You know, like a camp counselor does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to everyone, right? <laughs> that very relatable situation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there you go. Uh, find your voice by literally amplifying your voice, Sam. That's that's what we that's what we say. I love Our, it. I yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right, Evan. What's your what's your advice to Sam? Um, help 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 Sam. Sam. Help Sam stop getting walked over. Sam Ewell, if you will. Ooh. Samantha. He said male, didn't he? Okay, he did. so Samson. Sam. Okay, Sam. Oh, Samson. Do we just need to go through all them? Yeah. Well, how many Sam? How many? Sam, we got Samuel. Sam. Samuel, Samson. Samothy. Samothy. Samwise. Samwise Gamgee. Yeah. But anyway, Sam. To find your voice, I think you need to get on the the interwebs. Look through a bunch of famous accents, voices, um, and just kind of pick your favorite. Maybe that's Kermit the Frog. Hmm. Um, which Alan, I don't know if you can give us a sample oh. of. I just want to get ahead of that. So, <laughs> so, so you want Sam to not find his voice, but find somebody else's voice. Steal find a voice to make voice. his. So yeah. Alan's going to give us an impression of Kermit the Frog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So go ahead, Alan. Give us an impression of maybe what Sam can use. Uh, something like, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's me, Sam. Using the using a Kermit the Frog voice. Sam, don't use that Kermit the Frog voice. That wasn't a that wasn't a Kermit the Frog voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So find a voice on the internet, emulate that, and uh, take that to your boss. So you he's yelling at you, and you need to or you need to bring up a situation to him ethically that you're like, I can't stand for that. Go into your best Kermit the Frog and kind of tell him what's going on. Yeah, I think I think that's great to hide behind yeah. other yeah. people's voices. Mm-hmm. You got to hide behind a facade so that the true you can come out. Absolutely. You know? yeah. What's uh what's some other power voices that they can use just to just to really really take command of the office space? You could do now, your, you could take a, the Seinfeld voice. What's the deal? Oh, yeah. All this paperwork. <laughs> I think he needs a Mickey Mouse voice. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Boss, I can't! I can't! I didn't get the memo. Oh! <laughs> 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 I saw Jenny and Steve make it out in the bathroom the other day. <laughs> we have our voice, so we don't, don't need, need to no, take other people's no, voices. But this all. is just you know, this is for you. Find find voices for you. But the Mickey, Mickey Mouse would be a great one. Christian yeah. Bell's Batman. Batman. Boss, I have a quandary. <laughs> <laughs> Boss, I didn't get the Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> Tom never is filling up that printer with paper after he's done with it. Boss, I forgot to clock out last night. There you, I mean, Sam, we have our voice, so don't. we're not impressionists, all right? We we are strong men with hair we're, on our chest. We're trying chest. to help you out. Trying to yeah. help you we, out. We, don't judge us. These are right? just some of the options yeah. you have. Yeah. Just be a chameleon. Morph don't into whatever be yourself. character you need in the moment. You don't yeah. seem like a great guy. Yeah, don't be yourself. Like Hide behind the character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there you go, Sam. I mean, you can do all of these, by the way, yeah. at one time. Yeah. You know, bring a gun. Bring a megaphone. Do a voice that is not your own in that megaphone, and I think you'll make a name for your, your yourself at work. Yeah. He's got megaphone in left hand, right hand's on the gun. Yeah. And he says, oh, draw. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> draw. There you go, Sam. I, I hope that helps, man. Write it back in. Tell us how... Tell us how you became manly with That's our advice. how you came. <laughs> this one is from Ashley. Uh... 
Ashley says, I need hobbies that will fill my time and help me be more patient. I know that if I sit around and basically do nothing except listening to music and daydreaming, along with going on a few walks per day, I'll get really anxious and antsy. So needless to say, I don't want that to happen, and I want something to occupy my time to be more productive and help the day go by faster. So here's a list of my hobbies that I have right now. Writing, drawing, daydreaming, going on leisurely walks, browsing the internet on my phone, tablet, and computer, playing different games on different consoles slash platforms, reading either books or fan fiction, listening to music, and that's basically it. So yeah, I need more ideas on how to conquer boredom. If y'all could give me any advice, that'd be great. Well, listen, Ashley, uh, boredom is right. You sound like a snoozer of a person. (laughs) None of those are hobbies. Yeah, I wanted to read those back off and just kind of, we go one by one. Yeah, So we can say, is that a hobby? Yeah, is that a hobby? Let's let's go to Judger. That could be a new segment. Is that a hobby? Is that a hobby? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's important to define what a hobby is. It's a hobby is anything you become skillful at. Would so, you consider wakeboarding a hobby? Wakeboarding's a hobby. Yeah. Would you consider uh, trying on shoes a hobby? No. No. Mm. So her hobbies are writing. Is that a hobby? Yes or no? It, it, it's something you become skilled at. It's bare. It's a boring hobby, though. Yeah, I'd say. I consider yeah. that. What a are hobby. you writing? Yeah. I you consider know? that a hobby. Um, drawing. I consider that a sure, hobby. Sure, it's too. a yeah. fine hobby. It's pretty, yeah, it's it's good. It doesn't seem like a big jump to, from writing. You're it's, kind yeah. of using. It's just the visual version. Yeah. Of writing. <laughs> <laughs> it's writing and you're just lines. writing yeah. pictures. <laughs> Third hobby: daydreaming. Not a hobby. Not that, a hobby. Hundred percent. Not a hobby. You should find a hobby about ba- making better lists because it That's, looks like you got lazy on that list. It's basically like she's saying, "Yeah, my hobby's being lazy." <laughs> it sounds like she says, "Oh, I stared at a wall for six hours. That's yeah, my hobby. hobby. I guess yeah. I did that." Not a hobby. No. Okay. Not a hobby. For going on leisurely walks. Not is a hobby. That a hobby. Not a hobby. I wouldn't think not so. If if you do the same things that you would do in a federal penitentiary, it's not a hobby. Daydreaming and going on walks, that's what you do if you are in prison for life. Turn yeah. that leisurely walk into a run, then you may have a hobby. Yeah, maybe. I still don't even know if that's a hobby. That's just exercise. Is exercise You can a hobby? master I, it, though. I think it could be. Maybe. I don't know. That's a fine line. Not though. for anybody in this podcast, yeah. I don't think. <laughs> exercise is not our hobby. <laughs> no. Uh, number five, browsing the internet on my phone, tablet, and computer. Not a Weird hobby. flex, but Not okay. a hobby. What? She does it all at once? <laughs> she It'd has... be a hobby if you did it all at once. I guess so, <laughs> Bunch <yeah>. of screens <laughs> around you. You like the, the NSA with all the screens around her. Kind of like the NRA, though, if you're just Googling yeah. guns on, yeah. <laughs> on all three of those devices. Not a hobby. Not um, a hobby, no. That's just something you do. Yeah, absolutely. Really weird flex to tell she has a phone, tablet, and computer. She could have just left it at browser. You should, you should lose yeah. the screens and get more hobbies. Yeah. Sixth one, playing different games on different consoles slash platforms. Is that another subtle way of uh, telling us she's got yet another exactly. piece of technology? That's what I was going to say. She's just flexing Ashley again. Has, she has different consoles and platforms. She has so few hobbies, but so many screens and <laughs> video game consoles. We get it. You have things. <laughs> I could say that's a hobby. It's a hobby. It's a hobby. Seventh one. Reading either books or fan fiction. I'll give that as a hobby. Why, why do we think she's, she specifically said and fan fiction? You didn't have to say fan fiction. You just said reading. Yeah. Maybe it's a questionable detour fan fiction. I oh. hear Tobias Evan fan fiction. Uh, hot. <laughs> that one uh, gets a little... Spicy around the climax, if you will. Oh, dear. <laughs> we said that's a hobby. Do we Reading's say a hobby. Yeah. Last one is listening to music. Would not say that's it's a hobby. It's not a hobby. You don't master listen Unless you are a deaf person that somehow has gained the 
talent of hearing, not a hobby. It's usually a thing you do while you do other things. Yes. So I wouldn't consider that a hobby. Absolutely. Yeah. Start playing music, then we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you said there's seven things she listed. I think eight actually. Eight. Oh, there's so you, there's eight things that she listed. I think we named off what half of those as actual hobbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Well, I mean, no, yeah, you, half of those aren't even hobbies, Ashley. Uh, it just seems like you, you just seem you seem like a boring person, guys. What we should give her three hobbies that she can try. Yeah. Uh, first one that comes to mind is turning butter. I think turning butter is a great it's one. It's a great yeah. hobby. Um, it works the arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's productive because you get butter out of it. You turn something <laughs> into butter. You love butter. It, it, you. I eat a lot of butter. Any kind of situation or activity, you're like, does butter come from this? Yeah, and I do say we don't churn enough butter. Yeah. Um, most days before we start the podcast, I say let's get churning that butter, and yeah. then y'all flip the mics on, and I'm like, oh wait, he's always well, pressing the butter. Turning. It's it's yeah. funny, I, and I think that's where his his classic catchphrase comes from. We got to turn that butter. Got to turn, turn that, that butter. butter. Yep. That yeah. is, I, I say that a lot. Yeah, you yeah. say it almost every day. Like, he knows the schedule. He knows we're recording yeah. on that day, yet he comes in and hopes that our, our name is Jebediah, Job, and uh, Elias, and we're all Amish people, and we're mm. going to be in the studio turning butter. He, he expects it every time, yet disappointed every time. A man can dream. Yeah, turn butter. Turn butter, Ashley. That's a, that's a hobby it's a you can master. Hobby. It's a hobby Evan wishes you would master. Yeah, he wants send butter. me some butter. Uncooled out of the refrigerator. I want it. I want it pliable when I get it, <laughs> like a marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sink my finger through it. You better Once come in a it. Ziploc bag. Yeah. If it's not crushed and popping out the seams, <laughs> I'm gonna send it back. All right, Alan. What's a what's a hobby Ashley can try? I would say learn how to drive a skid steer. What's a skid steer? What's a skid steer? Tell tell the people that don't know Alan what a skid steer oh, is. All Saturday learn learn to learn to drive steer. a bobcat. Oh, okay, okay, Damn. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> bobcat being the the brand, skid steer being what it is. Got you. Okay, okay, yeah. So you mean <laughs> you mean like a construction equipment? A, a, a piece of yeah, a piece of equipment. Got you. Okay. Um, I'm glad you told the people that didn't know that that are not in this room. Yeah, yeah I know. I know everybody here knew what that was. As 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 we roasted Sam for not being masculine, we all know what a yeah, skid steer is. Definitely. Just get out there and move some dirt around. You know, take up your entire flower bed. Just <laughs> just run right over it. Use that bucket. Learn how to just pick up all that dirt. Build yourself a dirt wall, you know, around your home. I don't know. Just fun <laughs> things that you can do with a, with a skid steer, I guess. Take it down to the local uh, watering hole. Get some buddies in the bucket and kind of bring them back to help you. Yeah, and like and you can... You can also volunteer at the local sheriff's department in case they're like trying to clean up like riots on the street. You can just bring your skid steer <laughs> down to the down to where the riots are happening and just kind of put an end to that. Now, something I've always thought people should do too is build moats around their houses. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, I think a skid steer yeah. would really help in that. It'd be a great tool. Yeah, yeah, and I know it sounds like quite a bit of work, but I think a good I hobby is. I, 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 yeah. yeah, and I think it's also fun as well. You know, I have a blast. You get to drive heavy machinery, maybe. Drive Drink before you do it. Um, <laughs> take some Ambien, maybe. Sleeping pills? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think a muscle relaxer will do the trick, <laughs> you know? But uh, there you go. Maybe drive heavy machinery. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to buy it. It's sitting on the side of the road. Usually, yeah. 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 And you just hop in it. Start messing with it. I think it's free if nobody's on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's, I mean, if it's there, it's for free for the taking. Look, you pay taxes probably, so... <laughs> That's probably government-owned equipment on the side of the road, you know? And um, if you get caught and get thrown in jail, you didn't hear that from us. Don't mention us. (laughs) 
We are not a legal podcast. Can't stress <laughs> that enough. My my advice to you, Ashley, my hobby I would push on you is to collect toads. Find Toad, like frogs. To, yes, find frogs, okay. toads. Put them in people's mailboxes. There are plenty of mailboxes out there. There are plenty of toads. There is not plenty of toads in the mailboxes. Hmm. Collect as many as you can. Put them in your neighbor's mailbox. Give them a surprise, right? It, it, how boring is it for your neighbors to open up that mailbox and it'll just be bills? Just bills. Yeah, what they, they just they would one time they just want something other than bills. Give them toads. Give them I mean, warts. right now it's it is sweltering outside. <laughs> Put that toad in your oven of a mailbox. Let that thing cook. That's so stupid. <laughs> That's so stupid. Really dry those bad boys. <laughs> and see, play, have a contest with yourself. See how many toads you can fit in a mailbox. Pack them in there. Pack it when when they open up the front hinge of that mailbox. Toads fall out. They have to dig through those toads to get to the bills they ha- still have to pay. Like they still have to pay the bills. Yeah. And you actually you've been taking up this uh, hobby for years, right? And That's why I have toads in my pockets right now. And there's toads yeah. in your pocket. I forgot Just about because that. I, I'll, I'll cross a mailbox on the way out of here and I'll stick a toad in it. ribbiting is? I swear, I, it's been happening this whole Oh, yeah. You you just, probably have noticed all the toads that left in your mailbox. I meant the ones in your pocket, but yeah, I could also <laughs> hear them. <laughs> my pocket's all your mailbox. <laughs> that is where I get all my bills. <laughs> But yeah, Ashley, um, stick some amphibians. Find some amphibians, toads, frogs. Stick them in, stick them in mailboxes. I mean, and P.O. boxes. And P.O. boxes. Don't stop at just regular mailboxes. Yeah. Take them down to the postal station. And if, if the government gets upset at you because that probably is illegal, mm-hmm. put a snap on the toad. Tell them you're shipping it somewhere. Mm-hmm. There <laughs> yeah. you go. Then it becomes mail and therefore not an issue. Boom. Legal advice. Loophole in the legal system. That's right. You can still, you can do it. I That's... And, QD guarantee right there. Let's stamp it. Got him. If if the three of us are on the jury that is deciding the fate of the case of you illegally tampering with U.S. mail, I think you're safe. Yeah, we're I think leaving we, that I jury think we home. can convince that jury. <laughs> <laughs> the jury will be so hung. <laughs> There's never been such a hung jury. Three of us in a pool of 12. Even if we all agreed on it and then they agreed with us, one of us would go back on what we were saying yeah just yeah, so we can yeah, hear yeah. the jury absolutely but anyway ashley there's three hobbies that you can try to really fill up that boring list that you have it almost made us fall asleep reading it i think i, I was reading it out loud and i think i fell asleep yeah his eyes were shut and that went into cardiac arrest and oh god <laughs> i didn't even notice alan had to give me mouth to mouth um how did you not notice that i was attending to my frogs, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Always, you always pay way too much attention to those dang toads. Tom, don't I get mean, needy. Don't get needy on me right he had, now. He had a medical emergency. I, He's no, literally I, dying. The, the frogs were dying too. I what do you want? I can't stick you in a mailbox. You could try once in a while. I think Zach, what Evan's gone. saying is he would just like you to pay a little bit more attention to it. Yeah. Shove me in one or two mailboxes every now and then. I'm sorry, Evan. I'll try better. Carry me in your pocket like a little toad. And uh, we'll be all right. You look like a toad. Okay. Um, <laughs> now we're just getting demeaning. <laughs> Very mature. <laughs> oh, man. But there you go, Ashley. There you go, Sam. T- go on. Live your life with the advice that we give you. I uh, Read self actualization Go forth and conquer. Go forth and conquer. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, guys, uh, one-liner wisdom. Alan, what you got? A flat tire might be bad. But it's no worse than a flat coke. <laughs> how tr- how true? How true? All right, Evan. One liner wisdom for everybody. 
dogs may be a man's best friend, but that doesn't mean you don't own them. So let them know that. Um, <laughs> really look down on them. Yeah. Wow. That's good. We don't get too much dog training advice out yeah. of this one. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, that's it. That's it for today. If you have a hypothetical you want us to answer, if you need advice, email us questionabletourpodcast at gmail.com. But there you go. Episode 23. Good job, guys. Already be done? Yep. Uh, <laughs> 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 Expect the detour.